Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakaway bets for Ben Regal. We tied last night. Three of five correct picks by Moose and I. Rangers at Devils tonight. Who you like, Rangers or Devils? Rangers. Me too. Florida at Carolina. Carolina. Florida here. Colorado at Detroit. Detroit. Colorado for me. Washington at Tampa Bay. Tampa. Same. Islanders at Blues. I'll take Islanders. Uh, I'll take the Blues. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome inside your favorite daytime sports talk show. It's the RP Show. We're coming at you on Game Plus Television across all of Canada. National television in 31 U.S. states, including here in Florida. We're on the key radio in Atlanta. Where's my bell? Shout out Ryan Ryan O'Radio there. Ryan O'Neill. WQEE, the key. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Clark, listen up. I got a question for you in a second. Let's bring in the Moose. He's in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which you're going to be hearing a little bit about coming up here in the warm-up. Is Jock Wilson an hour one or two, Clark? What's the order of our guests? Okay. Right, reversed in our uh, thumbnail that we did. But it's Jim Barker next segment, and then Jock Wilson, uh, Stan Peters, radio in hour two, Darren. So listen, before we go any further, I'm telling you, I'm having a Tiger King kind of day. I told you this before we went to air. People, driving me nuts. <laughs> driving me nuts. So I just did a little, um, a little meditation before the show, just brought myself in. And then I realized in two hours, now less than two hours, I'll be driving top down in my Jeep in beautiful sunny Florida, and life is great, and we're going to have a lot of fun over the next two hours. That's me. What's going on with you today? I love that you said that, because you've often told me, you know what? Just start your day over if you can. Not easier said than done, but you have obviously yeah. done it. Look, it's the same, similar kind of morning, but uh, a good morning here. I mean, it's beautiful outside, going to be in the double digits above zero. And I'm listening to Sam Cooke and some old Motown soul music this morning, having a great morning. Spilled my coffee everywhere, but because it's such a good day, Whoops. that didn't bother me. And uh, we're happy to be on the air today. Was one of the songs you were listening to, Mama told me there'd be days like this, there'd be days like this, Mama said. Such a that great one. song. Is that Van Morrison? That's a great one. Mama said there'd be days like this. Huh? Is that Morrison? <laughs> Van Morrison? No, it's Sam Cooke. Mama said, look it up. That's what you said you were listening to. This. I used to play it when I was a DJ. People! That's what I said. People are driving me nuts. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? <laughs> and we'll go from there. I can tell you, I can tell you who's having a worse day. The Toronto Argonauts. And we open on this football Friday with 
the big story. We save football all week for Fridays. NFL, CFL, United League, if that's your thing. So I've ripped this off 3downnation.com. The Toronto Argonauts and reigning league MVP quarterback Chad Kelly are being sued by a former female strength and conditioning coach for alleged wrongful dismissal and harassment, according to TSN reporter Rick Westhead. She was not identified, the coach, in the report by Westhead in accordance with TSN policy. The lawsuit was filed on Wednesday with the Ontario Superior Court located in Toronto. The former coach alleges Kelly repeatedly harassed her and the team fired her after she rejected his advances. Again, this is the big story. My phone's been blowing up all morning with football people. I haven't been answering it, by the way. That's not what's been annoying me. And I'm like, ugh, just what the Argos needed. And Serena, she doesn't follow the CFL, but she's following this. She's like, I'm just here for the comments. And you see what people are saying on social media, uh, comparing them to the Chicago Blackhawks. They're saying, how's Pinball going to talk his way out of this? The beloved general manager of the Argonauts, the number one team by many power rankings going into 2024 in the Canadian Football League. The assistant general manager, John Murphy, who is a good friend of mine, he's been named in this suit, supposedly in the article, said, allegedly, said to the fired coach, you're opening a can of worms that didn't need to be opened. That's what's in the story. I don't know whether Murph said it or not, but holy smokes. I'll just say this before I get your opinion. I'm sure that, <laughs> like Rick Westhead, he's got all the stories, man. He's the investigative reporter. He's the W5 of sports, and I'm sure like he's going after all the TSN properties. Hockey Canada, the Argos. I'm sure that... somebody's probably thinking, can you go dig up some dirt on the Blue Jays for a change? They're, they're a sports net team. Westhead, man, is a bulldog. And here we are. And not to make light of this, I have, I have, that. this is the first I heard of it all was this week. I know nothing about it. Not a good story for the Argos or the CFL. What do you think? No, it's not. And, you know, the legacy, I don't want to say legacy of the team and the league, but uh, the reputation of the league will be in how they handle the situation. Not always necessarily the situation getting to this point, but now how do you handle it? Um, it's tough. Clearly, Rick Westhead, though, has become a safe space for people to spill th their story to and tell their story if they want to get it out and, and have some action done. Um, he's become the guy, the go-to guy. Um, and it's good. We don't want to have these things covered up. Um, it, it, it's important to get them out in the open and, and deal with them. It's tough for the Argos. Um, you know, Chad Kelly has a history of bad behavior, of losing his cool. Um, so that's not a good look. Um, oh. The biggest bad look is, is you know, uh, and we hate this when you're looking at a victim just saying, oh, you'll be okay. Just suck it up or just keep it quiet. Just brush it under the rug. Just, you know, make light of the situation and not take it seriously. I think out of the whole article, to me, that's what stood out the most is when you did see it or it did get told to people in higher positions, the sweeping of this under the rug is probably the worst for me. TSN has the story. 3downnation.com has the story. And now we're getting into it. I told you this is the big story in football, at least in Canada. It's the biggest story today. Cooper Campbell writes in. He is watching in Mississippi, and he says... Chad Kelly's been a major cancer no matter where he goes. 
Started with his JUCO stint in Mississippi. A lot of teams ran from him out of JUCO. That's junior college. A lot of things have been kept quiet on him. Jeff the Stamps fan says the good ship Argonaut is sinking. Kelly is not going to last. Right or wrong, trouble will always find him. And, uh, and thank you, by the way, John Ohm. says sharp-looking golf shirt. Thank you. I got it on sale at Under Armour. I love my Under Armour stuff. I'll say, like, listen, I've never met Chad Kelly. And to be honest, all the fingers are being pointed at Chad Kelly right now, even though the Argos are the ones being sued. We haven't heard the end of this. We're just starting to hear the start of this. But I'd heard from a lot of people bad things about Chad Kelly. But my thing is, I don't listen to any of it. And if you listen to what somebody says about somebody else, I think you're an idiot. Uh, judge it based on yourself. That's not to say he didn't do this. That's not to say that he didn't or did. But as I put in my commentary this morning, Darren, is innocent till proven guilty a thing anymore? Because times have changed by virtue of the internet. Like if this were to all go away, maybe they settle. There was no criminal charges here. She was just, she's suing them. Um, you've Googled Chad Kelly's name from now to the end of eternity. Like, go Google Eric Tillman's name right now and see what comes up. You know, so I just, can Chad Kelly come back? I, I don't know the answer to that. These are rhetorical questions here right now today. I got, you know, you know, thoughts on that because that's important too. And, you know, it's important not to take this the wrong way, but 90%, 80%, of people who are commenting on the situation on social media haven't read the story i would say is probably pretty accurate they just read the tweets yeah. or just read the headline and there are tweets and headlines out there that will say you know argos covered this up and fired her you know what i mean and it's it's details but her contract wasn't renewed right it wasn't fired on the spot i to understand doesn't mean that's right or wrong or it has no opinion on you know, whether they handled it, but it's important to read the story, understand the details and, you know, let the situation play out. But on the surface, you're right. It's, it's not a good look for the Toronto Argonauts. And um, I don't know uh, that how they're going to come out of this. Well, again, this, the first I heard of this whole story was this morning. I don't know the, the trainer, the conditioning coach in question, and I've never met Chad Kelly. And uh, I'll, you know, I'll say it again. People told me bad things about him, but I didn't listen to that because I remember when I was interviewing with the Calgary Flames to be the voice of the Flames in 2014, Ken King, who I don't like and I think's an idiot. He's not with us anymore, uh, but I don't, I think he's an idiot. But he said to me in an interview in his office in Calgary, and there were others there in the room, he goes, a lot of people don't like you, you know? I'm like, I don't care. What's that got to do with it? A lot of people love me. A lot of people don't. I don't care. Why are you, why? He's trying to make me uncomfortable. You can go by what other people say without forming your own opinion. You're an idiot. And that's where I am on the Chad Kelly thing. No matter what he baggage he brought with him across the border when he came to the CFL, I was willing to give him a second chance. But he blew up in the playoffs. So from a professional level as a player, he's got a, had a lot to prove coming back in 2024, right? But the Argos did give him the bag by CFL terms, right? Redid his deal, made him the highest paid player on the team. And then this happens. So again, when people say, oh, he's got a history. Yeah, that maybe that's true. But the CFL has always been a second chance league. But if he blew that, 
And if MLSC or the courts of Ontario or the Argos themselves feel that there's merit to what she says, then I can't support Chad Kelly. Again, I've never met him. I, but I will always believe people can change and can become different people if they see the light, but maybe he hasn't. And that's about enough that I have to say on that. We can uh, talk about it a little later on in hour two. By the way, Jim, Har- Jim Barker coming up in the next segment. Uh, this is the Quick Six show topics. In the warm-up, we're going to switch to hockey. Austin Matthews scored again. Max Domi had two goals, and the Maple Leafs beat the Vegas Golden Knights 7-3 for their sixth straight win. It was the Golden Knights' fourth straight home loss. Stay, stay with me, Darren, because I want your opinion on something. Nazem Kadri scored the game-winning goal 3:56 into overtime to lead the Flames to a 3-2 win over the Boston Bruins. And in the game that I was watching, Sebastian Aho scored with 18.9 seconds left, helping Peter Kochetkov. And the Carolina Hurricanes blanked the Florida Panthers 1-0. Kochetkov stopped 44 shots for the shutout for Carolina, beating the Panthers, denying them a 12-straight win. And I saw Paul Maurice's comments after the game. He was <laughs> kind of like, did we lose? I didn't feel like we lost. That's Pomo. While all the fans are going nuts and there was a skirmish at the end of the game and blah, blah, blah. He's like, we fired 44 shots on goal. We, we got goalied. You know what I mean? Like, it's, he was not losing his mind. But the Leafs have won, what I say, six in a row. The Canucks have dipped. They lost to the Seattle Kraken. I think it was 6-3. How many they lost in a row? Four, five, the Canucks? These people understand that's going to be the season, right? Uh, is the sky falling from what you're seeing in Canada, TSN coverage, or, or, or no? No, not quite. I haven't seen a lot of panic yet, but it's going to happen in the Vancouver side of things soon, if it's not already. Um, You talk about the ups and downs. They've largely been up and pretty consistent. You know, they haven't, I don't know that they've gone into a real slide like this during the year. Um, And this is the first real sign of trouble. It's not, you know, on the doorstep of the playoffs. So I'm not that concerned. But we'll see how Rick Tockett handles this and how fast they can come out of this and turn this around. Um, but I don't know that they're panicking yet, but they're getting, they're getting warmed up, I guess, uh, in the batter's box, ready to start panicking. You can't really blame their fans for being a little worried, but checking the standings this morning, they are still number one overall in the National Hockey League. We're going to spend more time on this and get more audience participation in an hour or two. You're welcome to write in and comment now, but I don't have time to get to your comments right now because we, uh, we have got Jim Barker coming in next. Our poll question is coming up. It has to do with this. For the second year in a row, the Chicago Bears are faced with a decision while holding the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Will they keep or trade Justin Fields. Last year, the Bears dealt the top pick to the Panthers in exchange for a massive return that included wideout DJ Moore and two first-round picks. As you know, they took Bryce Young with it, Carolina. They ended up with the worst uh, record in the league, so the Bears have the number one pick again. However, this year's situation is a little different with highly touted prospect Caleb Williams out of USC likely sitting atop every team's draft board. So our poll question is, what should the Bears do with Justin Fields? Not the number one pick. What should they do with Justin Fields, who they've had now three years with him at quarterback? He didn't finish in the top 20 in passing, but the Bears were 7-10 and 10 in the NFC North. Our poll question is brought to you by Key Auto Group, driven by safety, experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. We're kind of running up against it against time, but I'll ask you this, Darren. Uh, like, what would you? I would keep it as from the Eric Tillman School of GMing. He's an asset. It's the most important position on the team, the quarterback. 
keep him and take Caleb Williams, have a training camp, you know, either groom Caleb Williams behind Justin Fields, but keep him as an asset. And if the, when the day comes that you think that Gale, Caleb Williams is ready to start, then trade Justin Fields or trade Caleb Williams down the line. They're assets. It's a game monop- uh, of Monopoly. I saw Tillman do this all the time. Shivers did it too with the Rough Riders. So I'm saying keep him. What are you voting for? I 1,000% agree with you. Thought we'd be different on this. I really did. I wasn't even thinking this coming in, but I really think that's a smart move. Draft Caleb Williams, keep him on the bench for a year, and, and, and see what you have in Justin Fields for a year. Name him your starter. Have another year to see if he grows. And if he doesn't, then you make a move next offseason um, and you go with Caleb Williams. But you can't have too many assets. I don't think that's an issue. And clearly, nobody's throwing the kitchen sink at the Chicago Bears for the number one pick or for Justin Fields, or they would make a move if it was several first-round picks and big assets and you know one of those uh, can't-turn-down deals. Those offers aren't there yet. Something else we'll be dissecting in hour two is the headline trumpeted at The Athletic, the subscription-based sports website. Winnipeg Jets ownership sounds the alarm bell on attendance. Quote, this won't work over the long haul, unquote. If you remember who was tarred and feathered, who said this will not last for the long haul. See the wind's picking up here. And of course, yeah. the, 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 the Winnipeggers went after me, and now Mark Chipman's saying it, and they're pretty quiet over there in Winnipeg. It's okay, I got big shoulders. I'll say the things that you don't want to hear. The Jets will not be there long-term if this attendance situation remains the same. We'll be addressing that in an hour or two. But Jim Barker's the next. Thanks, Moose. Smoke him if you got him. See you in 40 you minutes. You betcha. You bet. It's a football Friday. Jim Barker's in next. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. This is it. It all comes down to this rock. The hours in the gym, the weeks away from my family. This is what I've been training for. And all those voices trying to tear me down. I'm here to silence them. We've given everything we have for a chance to get everything we want. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop. EMJ Marketing. 
Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It's a little thing we call Football Friday. And by the way, folks, you have until 4 p.m. Sask time today to get your Telemiracle 50-50 tickets. That's the cutoff. It's another way to support Telemiracle 48 and also have the chance to win half the jackpot. It's Saskatchewan's charity. It's truly a win-win for Sask residents. Get your tickets before 4 p.m. Sask time today. That's central. Telemiracle5050.com. Please welcome in Jim Barker now. And Jim, I'm not sure how much of the show you were watching our football analyst, but we were talking about Justin Fields and the Bears and what they should do with their third-year veteran quarterback since they still own the number one overall pick in this spring's draft. You've, <clears throat> you've been in that chair. What would you do if you were the GM of the, of the Bears? At this point, with the number of picks they got last year in the trade they made with Carolina, I would hold on to it. I would do exactly what you did. You don't know what Caleb Williams is going to be. Is he going to be Patrick Mahomes or is he going to be, you know, kind of like what Bryce Young did last year? And, you know, where is Justin Fields in his development? Uh, obviously, there's it's it's probably a 50-50 split. So um, I, I would go along the lines of you of what you were saying, which is hold on to the pick, uh, take Caleb Williams, let the two of them battle. Let him let the, let him grow at a at a, a normal pace because you're absolutely right. You're not winning Super Bowls without a great quarterback. It's happened in the past that you know where Trent Dilfer, I know maybe maybe wasn't a great quarterback and they won with him. But for the most part, you need a top echelon guy. So they're in a position that they can actually take two young top echelon guys, and then their coaches can make a decision. They, they change their entire offensive staff in the offseason. So they have a brand-new coordinator, and he hasn't worked with Justin Fields. So, you know, he's coming out saying, well, yeah, he, you know, Justin Fields would be great, and Caleb Williams would be great. I mean, what's he supposed to say? He does When you haven't worked with somebody, you just don't know. So uh, I think it's, it's an interesting situation. I'm 100% on board with what you said. I would hold on to the pick. I I just I think they got enough picks last year for the pick that they traded. Uh, they still end up with Justin Fields, and now they can go out and get uh, truly who the top the the guy who is believed to be the top quarterback prospect in the draft. I think it's foolish to trade that position, in my opinion. Viewer John Glowo writes in and he says the Green Bay Packers kept their asset, Jordan Love, and it seems to be working out for them. So there you go. By the way, it looks like a nice blue or even lilac shirt that you have on. It matches mine quite well. Can you give us a little inside Hollywood stuff on the TSN panel? Do you guys talk with each other? Except for the day you all wore black to honor Chris Jones. Do you... Uh you guys talk about what you're going to wear on there on a weekly, daily basis? No, we don't talk about what we're going to wear. We kind of There's kind of a challenge. Like, Milt Stiegel has done more for my wardrobe than any human being on the face of the earth. I mean, just trying to somewhat keep up with Milt, you know, has given me a little bit of style and, and given me a little bit of, you know, I never wore suits. I was, a, you know, I've been a coach my whole life. This is a whole new world for me. So in the last couple of years, <laughs> that those guys, Davis also, you know, they're they're just sharp dressers. Matt, they're all of them. They they know how to dress, and so 
It's been a good thing for me, who has been a traditionally not great dresser. But uh, yeah, no. So I try, you know, I try to pick things out that that work with, and they, they have people at TSN that actually help you if you can believe that with that stuff, you know. So there's a we get a lot of help to make us look decent. <laughs> Um, clothes make the man, and I think you're doing just great on there. Let me ask you, what's on your mind this week? I I, I don't want to miss the mark. What's filling your? What's blowing up your phone? What what are you, what are you uh, following in football this week? Well, last night's news, obviously, that was that kind of has taken a precedent over Tim. You know, Tim White signing. We had talked about it. Um, you know, last week about that he would probably end up back in Hamilton, which he did. Uh, for not as much money as I thought he might get, but um, that you know that's that's certainly not a slam on Tim White. That's a you know it's when you do a great deal, you want management to feel God, we paid him a little too much, and you want the player to think ah, I didn't quite get what I wanted. That's a good deal, and I think that's what happened here. So um, you know, good on Tim White for re-signing with Hamilton. That was kind of our story, but last night everything kind of changed with the news of that came out of you know rick what, what rick west had reported so uh that kind of has taken everything over well i was i didn't i didn't i should have texted you to see if you wanted to talk about it or not because you worked for that team and i'm assuming you know everybody involved so i didn't know how comfortable or uncomfortable you would be with discussing this well, I, and I appreciate that, Rod. I really do. And and I'm not going to go into detail. I think too often what happens is people speculate on this what happened and this happened. I mean, he, let's look at what happened. Rick West had basically took a lawsuit that was filed publicly and took things directly off of that, got a response from MLSE, and that's what's in his story. So it's not like this was an investigative piece where, okay, uh, the coach says this, uh, the player says this, the management person, there was no, none of that happened. This was, the coach says, this, this was the, the, what happened to her and her view of the uh, um, wrongful termination. And that will now go to, you know, arbitration or something along those lines. In, in, so, so to speculate, and I, you know, I, I've been seeing a lot of things online. To speculate that this happened or that happened or he or he did this or she did that or is all just that speculation. And I just think it's wrong. I think it blows things into the more people talk about it, the more they start to believe that's the truth or this is it. We don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know all the people involved. Um, I have my opinions on it, but that's not something that that should be shared because it shouldn't bias anything. Right now, you have a, an employee who filed a wrongful termination. And what does that mean? You know, there, that, that's, she feels like she wasn't treated in the workplace properly and she let, lays out her grounds. Now it's up to, again, an arbitrator who will look at it. And, you know, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of strange that it got this far, that it got to filing the suit and that kind of thing. Um, I think the whole wrongful termination just happened on January 29th, I think it said in, in Rick's uh, reporting of the, the lawsuit. So, and he's an outstanding, I mean, outstanding reporter who 
is never going to put himself or TSN or any in in harm's way in terms of saying or things that are speculation and not facts. So everything you read in there, again, is what is what the coach says fact. That's to be determined. Um, is is what people are speculating. That's 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 speculation. Until I hear from the people that yeah. are named in this thing, you can't really discuss it. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about, Rod. So I hate to dance around it, but that's kind of that's a, it's a really serious matter, and especially in light of things going on in the world, things going on in the CFL with the movement toward women in football and and that type of thing. Yeah. The only thing I'll say about that is be careful for those to say who knew what, because if you ever read Jim Hobson's book, the president of the Rough Riders, shocking the things he didn't know as the president. So many things were going on that nobody brought to him. So to, to name pinball, mm -hmm. the president or the president of the MLSC or whatever, how do they know that who knew what? Anyways, thank you, John Ohm in Winnipeg for getting us out of this discussion. John has a question and he says, Coach Barker, do you think Mason Fine has the it factor? Ryder fans are very confused on the choice they made to keep him over Jake Dolagala. Your thoughts? Oh, man, that's a great, it's a great question because I thought he did. When I saw him at North Texas, I thought he's really got what it takes to be successful here. So much of a quarterback success is not only what he does and what he has inside of him, but also the the you know the coaches that he's around, the system that he's in, the players that are around him, the the injury situation. There's a lot of things that go into that. I'm not going to bail out on Mason Fine. And again, Jeremy O'Day was the one guy who was who who has stayed there, has has watched him through his development, and made the decision to re-sign him over re-signing Jake Dolagala. So again, they know more than anybody. And I will, you know, I, I will cede to them and say that, again, they believe Mason Fine has more of that than Jake Dolagala. And uh, again, I thought he had it when I saw him, when I scouted him. I thought he was a, a, a great guy for our league. I really did. I, I, and and I, I don't know that that's not true because he's been in tough situations, new coordinator every year. Um, you know, last year, Kelly Jeffrey, he was his first year as a coordinator. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. He had that offensive line injuries. They, you know, I, I felt like when they lost Philip Blake, it kind of threw a wrench into their whole plan up front. How much does that play into, you know, the whole Mason Fine thing? I, you know, it's just, it's hard to know. So this is going to be obviously a huge year for, for Mason Fine to, to prove that he does have the schnapps and the, the internal things you need that the, that the guy who wrote in talk is talking about. Well, I got one for you. Vernon Adams just signed an extension through 2026, and I love VA. And my question to you is, how long do you wait as a coach or a GM to let a guy prove himself? Because VA has been around forever. And he never, he had his chance in Montreal, and I guess they deemed they didn't want to keep him there. Nathan Rourke goes to Jacksonville, and now VA's on the center stage, and he delivered. Got them that home playoff game. Uh, how long do you wait, uh, Jim? As a GM on a guy before you move hey, on, I don't and say know he that doesn't a, have it, or he'll never be the guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know that there's a length of time. I think you just know. You know whether this is a guy who's going to be able to do it or not. And you get the feeling from the locker room and you get the feeling from everywhere. And VA obviously went in there and he put that team on his shoulders. And, you know, again, when he went in there, Dane, they brought Dane Evans in. It was it was VA's team all the way. And uh, um, again, in the position they're in, you have to say, OK, who's out there? If we were not going to go with VA, if VA is not going to be our guy, do we have a better option? And at this point, that they feel like he is their their best option to win a Grey Cup. Do I think VA can win a Grey Cup? I absolutely do. I've seen him where he's been as good as any player in the league. Can he sustain that? Can he get the people around him that he needs? I think he's had a great receiving core. I'm not sure their running game has been what it needs to be to take some of the pressure off of him. Um, I think that's going to be an an important thing for them. They go out and get William Stan back. That's going to help VA. That's going to take some of the heat off in terms of pass rush and things like that. So, uh, again, I think it's a decision, a, a good decision by by the BC Lions. They're saying VA's our guy. He's the one who's going to take us to the promised land. And he's he, we got to the final game this year. We're going to get over the hump. And we're going to we're, we'll beat Winnipeg or whoever happens to be there and get there. That's their determination. And again, that's what you have to do. We talked about this last week, Rod, when we were talking about quarterbacks and and we were talking about the greatest quarterbacks and what and that kind of thing. It's the same thing at this thing is, is he the guy? Can if he can't take you to it, we, you were talking about um, I can't even remember who it was, but but. I didn't think he was a guy who could take you to the Super Bowl. And if he's not a guy who could take you to the Super Bowl, you need to move forward. If he's not a guy who could take you to a Grey Cup and there, there's a potential better option, then you do it. I don't believe there is out there right now than VA. I think VA's got some, a confidence to him. He's in an organization. He, uh, he knows Jordan Maximic, who knows him. I just think it's a, it's a great situation for the both of them. And this is a huge year for them. They do need to take the next step. They do, do need to, which, again, they were close last year. You remember, they beat BC badly, and it went into that last, that third rubber game as to, as to between BC and Winnipeg as to who was going to win the division. So they're close. They need to get it up over the hump. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're over time, but I can't, I'll probably, I'm going to ask you every week about your daughter, Holly, now. What was her rap on Super Bowl? The circus has left town. They've, they've picked up all the pieces. What was her rap on Super Bowl, the pit boss at the Bellagio? She said, she said, I've never seen so many celebrities in my life. She said, you hear about the Super Bowl? I mean, she's heard about it her whole life. Obviously, we've never gone to one. She's been to great cops. But she said, I've never in my life in one week, barely four-day period, because she worked the entire Thursday to Sunday. I have never seen that many celebrities in my life. She said, Dad, it's as big as they say. And so it was, uh, it was an exciting experience for her. And, and uh, obviously, I mean, you went this year and saw. It's, 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 it's almost unreal, I can imagine. I can see why they want to have it there every year or maybe every second year. I can see that. <laughs> why they would say yeah. that all right jim you have a great weekend we'll chat with you in a week
We'll see you next week. Our football analyst, five-time Great Cup champion, Jim Barker, checking in on this Football Friday. we got a sports update coming up, and then all your questions and comments next. Moose returns in hour two along with Jock Wilson. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You can throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody, to a Football Friday. I hope you're ready for the weekend, just like I am. But I always enjoy those chats with Jim Barker. It just lifts your spirits up. Um, and I love when our sponsors intersect with the sports update, and that's what we have here. I'll tell you, we got 18 minutes left in hour one. So if you want to get your comment read or even a question to me, fire them my way now, 902-518-3033, the Sober Carpenter text line. Sober Carpenter, ask for it by name at your local and favorite beer, wine, and spirits store. We got it here in South Florida, Total Wine and Spirits. It's better than the real stuff. Not as good, better than. And that reminds me, by the way, it's just me so I can tell story time, right? I go to Super Bowl, and I am as sober as a judge. Nine hours of sleep, for God's sakes, every night, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And Jim Barker's daughter is a pit boss at the Bellagio. So Jim goes, you got to go meet Holly. She'll hook you up, whatever, whatever you need. So I go there and she's like, what can I, what can I get you? You're in Vegas. I'm supposed to treat you right. I said, well, I don't drink, I don't gamble, and I don't carouse. Ta-da. And she looked at me like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Am I supposed Because I used to go to these things and be an, uh, an animal. That got me in so much trouble. So now, is there a halfway? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's going to be in park or 100 mile an hour. I'll take the park. The, uh, when I said the sponsors mesh with the sports update, the playoff field is set for the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. Alberta's Selena Sturmey. 
Six-time champion Jennifer Jones of Manitoba. Well, defending champion Kerry Anderson takes on undefeated Rachel Holman of Ontario in the afternoon draw. Manitoba's Caitlin Laws and Kate Cameron round out the rest of the six playoff teams. Now they're sold out at Windsport Arena, but you can be at the Briar, the Montana's Briar in Regina with the RP show. You can get your tickets now at curling.ca slash tickets. And uh, single draw tickets are now on sale. They range in price, but all kids' tickets for every draw are the same, $9.99, because Curling Canada wants to make it affordable for families. Again, it's curling.ca slash tickets, and we will see you there. Elsewhere, Scotty Barnes had 18 points and 12 rebounds. Gary Trent Jr., my favorite Raptor, scored 25. And the Raptors beat the Brooklyn Nets 121-93 Thursday night. It was Toronto's first victory in 12 games against Atlantic Division opponents all season. Raps are in Atlanta tonight. Are you going, Ryan O'Radio? Toronto sits four and a half games back of Atlanta for the final play-in spot in the East. This sports uh, update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. When we talk hockey, it's for Common Crown. Not a lot of that today. But Common Crown turns your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And also for Landmark Cinemas, in Landmark Cinemas now, the movie Argyle, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena. Here is the plot. An introverted spy novelist is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. I think I'm going to go to that this afternoon. Argyle in Landmarks. Yeah, why not, right? Landmark Cinemas now. Man, is this hour ever going by fast. And hey, 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 hey. We need to be civil about this Argos situation, okay? If we're going to have a talk here on daytime television, we call ourselves the View for Sports Fans. Although I don't, I haven't watched the View for a long time because I think we're up against them at the same time. But do you ever see them screaming and yelling at each other? I don't think you do. Call me Whoopi Goldberg, and Darren is the Joy Bahar, and I guess Clark's the Elizabeth Hasselback of the whole thing. We're trying to have a civilized conversation about this lawsuit against the Toronto Argonauts for wrongful dismissal by the female athletic conditioning coach who says she was sexually harassed by Chad Kelly, the Argos quarterback, and nothing was done about it, and then she was fired. Darren, off the start of the show, said, uh, tough for the Argos. And to be honest, I said the same. Brian and Hudson Bay writes in and says, tough for the Argos, dupes? How about the young lady who got fired because she was sick of Chad Kelly hitting on her? I don't get mad. It's just a comment by Darren. We, again, innocent until proven guilty. Is that not a thing? I don't know if we can have a, not just us, but anybody can have an adult conversation about this without getting upset. I don't know. <laughs> Kirk in Toronto, already moving past Chad Kelly. Kirk in Toronto writes and he watches on Game Plus and he says, Hi, Rod. That's why I said the Argos need to go after Drew Brown or Chris Strebler when they were available. I'm no football pundit, but I said to go down that road. Well, maybe, Kirk, put your resume in. There might be a few lost jobs over this. We may not be done yet. Jim in Balgoni writes in and says, allegedly and speculation are disgusting words that are used to hurt people. If proven, then it needs to be dealt with. 
That's the thing. So much of this is not known. You saw the comments supposedly made by John Murphy, their assistant GM. And I don't mind saying Murph is a friend of mine. I've also said Mike Babcock is a friend of mine. Neither one of them have done anything to me. They've actually been exemplary to me. And I'm wondering, do you have proof of what John Murphy said? But you know what? I'm pretty sure they'll be investigating that. Now, regarding the attendance at Jets games, David number one, because we have a few, David number one in Winnipeg writes in, and if you weren't, you probably weren't watching earlier, uh, the ownership, Mark Chipman, came out and said this attendance issue, I can't remember the exact term, but basically this will not work long term. We need to get our season tickets up. We need to fill the barn, which I told you was going to happen, but everybody was mad at me in Winnipeg. It's okay. I don't care. It's okay. Nobody will ever come back and say, we're sorry. You were right, Rod. I, I'm also prepared for that. It's simple math. I don't, I've never met a rich person that doesn't put themselves first. So if you think that they're going to sit there and write checks for a losing product, that's not going to happen. That was never going to happen. You all think that it was. It wasn't. Let me say it again. I've never met a rich person that doesn't put themselves first. We'll get more into this in hour two with Darren, but David number one writes in and he says, the problem in Winnipeg is not the on-ice product. It's the public perceived attitude of ownership. Winnipeg is a blue-collar city. True North acts like we should feel privileged to have an NHL team. I would be saddened if the Jets left again. True North needs to work on an image rebuild and put the fans first. I'm more than okay with being the conduit or the gatekeeper of your comments coming out of Winnipeg. But not only do they act like they think you should feel privileged to have a team, that is what they think. We've got to take a break. I'll continue with more of that when we return, okay? Jock Wilson, an hour or two, and the Moose will be back as well. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, Everything I've sacrificed has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You could throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Hey, everybody. Blame Clark, not me. We only have two minutes. I know that it's me. I'm, I'm joking, Clark. We went too long with Jim Barker, but that's okay. It was worth it. We, I could have continued the chat about the Winnipeg Jets attendance. Um, I just knew that we had to break at some point. We'll carry this. It has to do with all of sports, not just Winnipeg Jets fans. But again, the ownership of the Jets has sounded the alarms. They said this will not work over the long haul, their current attendance issue. And I see somebody wrote into our Facebook page and said that I, they said, lose the USA attitude you developed the last couple of years. I don't know if this is a Winnipeg person or what. It's got nothing to do with an American attitude. But again, it's okay. I do interventions for a living. 
where we go into a room and get an alcoholic drug addict to go to rehab. I'm the guy that does that. I'm used to being yelled at by better. So don't come at me. But I would talk. There's going to be a lot of hurtful things said about me for just saying the truth that Winnipeg, uh, the Jets will not be there long term. It's, it's, the, guy, the guy said it. They're a blue-collar town. I get that. You just can't afford the tickets, period. It's not their fault. Reg in Winnipeg says, I didn't d- disagree with you, Rod. I love you, man. Thank you, Reg Dunlop. I love you, too. Regarding the issues, the image of Jets ownership, uh, Jeff the Stabs fan says, you think Flames fans love the ownership? Overall, you shouldn't really care who the owner is, period. Reg goes on to say, so Mark Chippen's gotten the word from Mr. $45 billion himself, David Thompson, I don't want to lose any money on this hockey team? Yeah, okay. I, you didn't hear what I said. I've never met a rich person that doesn't put themselves first. They won't want to lose money. We'll kick this around after the break in hour two and a lot of football talk. And Argos with the Moose right after this. <laughs> 